Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you can please turn with me. We're picking up in the book of Revelation. We're in Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. Revelation 21, verse 27. We're going to be looking at three verses. Verses 27, and then chapter 22, we'll be looking at verses 1 and 2. The title of our message is The Book of Life, The Water of Life, The Tree of Life. So the book of life, the water of life, and the tree of, can we say it together? Life. life. God is all about life. God is the creator of life. We, we read about in the book of Genesis that on the fifth day, God created the, the birds of the air. He created the sea creatures or the fish that are in the water. On the sixth day, it says he created the beast of the field, the creepy things. Now, the creeping things, not creepy things, but the creeping, <laughs> creeping things. I think Satan creates creepy things, but uh, creeping things, uh, you know, the spiders and, and the, the lizards and, and all. And so, but he also, on the sixth day, God created man. And it tells us, and I, I want to put it up on the screen, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of, can we say that together? Life. And man became a living being. God is the creator of life. Satan, the demonic realm, they like to destroy. They like to kill and destroy and hurt life when God is the giver of life itself. So we're going to look at uh, these three. We're going to look at the book of life, the water of life, the tree of life. And there's a lot here. So if you can please stand with me. I'm going to go ahead and read these three verses. Out of Revelation 21, verse 27, it says, But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the, can we say this together? Lamb's book of life. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of, can we say that together? Life which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Lord, again, we, we just pray over these three verses. You know the notes that I have here, Lord. I trust that as I put them together, you're with me. But I realize there's three different services, so please have your way, Lord. I know everybody's here and watching online to hear from you, not from me, not my opinion. May your words speak clearly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Timeline, it's pretty it's simple because we've been looking at the same timeline for the last few weeks. This is after the millennial kingdom, the, the a thousand year reign of Christ. So we're looking at the new heaven, the new earth, the new city, the holy Jerusalem. What we just read is this new city, a place where I believe will be the center of worship for all eternity. Uh, this place, there'll be no more sickness, there'll be no more crying, there'll be no more pain, there'll be no more death. All that's going to be done away with. And when you read a story that says, and they lived happily ever after, that's our story. We live happily ever after. That's just the reality of it. We're going to be in this place, this new Jerusalem. It's going to be a worship center. It's going to be a beautiful place. And I don't want to spend too much time with this kind of second introduction of this because I want to dive in. There's a lot here. But before we dive into verse 27, 
I just want to make it very clear every Sunday we do this, and I believe it's important to remind ourselves that the book of Revelation is the only book in the entire Bible that promises us a threefold what? Blessing. Blessing. We're blessed when we read it, blessed when we hear it, and we're blessed when we apply it or keep it. So again, we just read it, we just heard it. There's a blessing attached to that, but let's see if we can bring some application. And I know we looked at verse 27 uh, last week, so I'm not going to spend too much time. Looked at the first part of this, but there's something we did not talk about last week in depth at all. It's the Lamb's Book of Life. And I believe there's a lot of confusion about the Lamb's Book of Life. I I want to start off by saying that, according to our text, you must be written in this book. So you, you must be written in the book, because if you're not, you will not go into eternity if you're not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So let's try to break it down. It's pretty simple. The Lamb is who? Jesus. He's the Lamb of God that takes away our sin. So the Lamb's Book of Life, and just so you know, the Book of Life is mentioned six times in the book of Revelation. And it's, so the only way we can get in the Lamb's Book of Life is through Jesus, the Lamb of God. October 29th, 1995, I believe that's when my name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Just so happens to be my wife's birthday, October 29th, the, the day I accepted Christ. She gave her life to Christ in 1990, but she doesn't remember the exact day when she gave her life to Christ. She said it was around Easter time around there, so she doesn't know the day. I believe when we get into heaven, the Lord will show her, this is the day. She said, oh, wow, I didn't know that day. But there's a day that we are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, the Book of Life. It's called the Book of Life and the Lamb's Book of Life. Nowhere do you see anyone being blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Okay, I want to make that clear. And so... There's some issues, not too many people teach on this. They kind of ignore it because it's a little complicated. And I, I want to do my best to, to try to break it down the best way I can, this whole Lamb's Book of Life, because uh, it's important that we understand it. It's important that we understand that if you're in the Lamb's Book of Life, we don't see it, anyone being blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Matter of fact, the, the church in Sardis, in chapter 3 of the Book of Revelation, when we were there, it says, I will not blot your name out. And it's emphatic. That word not means never, ever, will never happen. It'll never happen. So it's confusing because we have scripture that talks about being blotted out of a book. And I believe that there's only one Lamb's Book of Life, also known as the Book of Life, but there's also another book. It's the, the Book of the Living. And I, I believe it's, it can be confusing to some people, so I'm going to do my best to try to break it down. Psalm 69, 27. This is King David's enemies. He was so mad at them. They were so wicked. This is what he writes. He says, add iniquity to their iniquity. Wow, that's heavy. And let them not come into your righteousness, God. He's talking to God, right? But look what he says. Let them be blotted out of the book of the what? The living. I think it's different. I believe the book of the living is a book that everybody that's born on the earth, they're, they're registered, if you will, in the book of the living, right? Right? And I'm going to show you why I believe you can get blotted out of that book. And we'll break that down the best way we can, because I, I think it's important for us. So I believe that's the book of the living. That's, you're just born. So you're born, you're registered in a book. God registers the book. We're going to see the next uh, verse that, that it's even before the foundations of the world that you're in this book if you were born on the earth. So you've got the book of the living, but it says, and not be written with the righteous. 
And I believe that's the, the book of life right there. So blot them out of that land, the, the book that they were born in, but don't, even be, don't, don't write their name in the, the book of life. Don't write them with the righteous, the book of life. So interesting. Keep that in mind. David or the psalmist in Psalm 139 says, your eyes saw my substance being yet. Can we say that together? Before he was born, he says, you saw me. That's God. Why? God knows everything, right? And in your book, they were written. They all, excuse me. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. That's pretty heavy, isn't it? Before I was born, you wrote it down. I believe this is the book of the living. He was, he was born into the, you know, on the earth, and God had his name already written in this book. Okay, keep following me if you can. This one's a little tricky right here, because this is the one that I think confuses a lot of people. And the only way I can reconcile it with other scripture, and I pray we know this, you must interpret scripture with scripture. If it doesn't line up with scripture, it's, you have the wrong interpretation. So if you cannot be emphatically, God says in Revelation chapter 3, you will never be blotted out of the book of life, or the Lamb's book of life. So th this has to mean something different. So then Moses returned to the Lord. This is, okay, let me set this up for you. This here is when, uh, remember Moses went up on the mountain to be with God, and when, we, when he came back down, they were worshiping a calf. His brother Aaron was involved with that. The high priest, remember that? Well, this is what's happening. So it says, oh, these people have committed a great sin. Yeah, that's a great sin. They're worshiping a false god. That's a heavy sin. That's blasphemous. You're not worshiping the true and living God that delivered you out of Egypt, right? So follow me. And have made, and have made themselves a god of, can we say that together? Gold. Yet now if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book. I believe he's saying the book of the living. Blot me out of the book of the living like I've never lived before. Blot me out of that book, which you have written, okay? This is where confusion can come because it talks about sin. And then it says, the Lord said to Moses, whoever sins against me, I will blot him out of my book. And I believe it's still talking about the book of the living. If they sin, in other words, especially this type of a sin, if they're going to worship false gods, after everything that I showed him, I'll blot them out of the book of the living. You guys following me so far? Again, I want to repeat myself, and I challenge you. You do your own. Be the Berean and look this up. But you'll never read anyone being blotted out of the book of the Lamb's book of life. It, so if you did, it won't line up. So, you, you, so it, it doesn't, it's not in there. But listen, you can be blotted out of the book of the living. And I believe, when does that happen? It's called the second death. Let's list the second death. So once the second death is at the white throne judgment, we'll look at that. At the white throne judgment, there's a second death. It's, it says that uh, it's appointed to man uh, to die once and then the judgment. But then there's a second, the, the, the judgment's going to be at the white throne, right? But then there's something at the white throne judgment. They'll be cast into the lake of fire, and it says this is the second death. In other words, they're going to go into the lake of fire, and God's going to say, He's going to blot them out, I believe, of the book of the living. Like, it's never, why? Because they're never going to live again. They're blotted out. You guys follow me with that? Do your own homework. You look it up. But it's the only way you can reconcile all those verses together. Otherwise, you can't reconcile those verses together. With the book of the living and the book of life, two different books, you can reconcile it, and it makes total sense. So when 
They're blotted out of the book of the living. That's called the second death. Why? Because they're not going to live anymore. There's, they've died. Just some heavy doctrine here for you guys this morning. You guys okay? You guys doing good? Okay, good. As we talk about life, as we look at the book of life, the book of the living, uh, I love on Sundays to take some time to look at our life, what's going on in, in our world, what's happening around the world. And I, I want to share some things with you that's going on in our world. Remember last week I, I mentioned that this world today, they're looking for a world leader. Do you remember me saying that? If you're okay, I said, we're, they're looking for a world leader. They are, because there's no, there's no world leader. And so if you think through this, when, before the Antichrist comes, the world will be starving for a leader. And the Antichrist, and I believe we're prime right now for the Antichrist, because there's no world leader, and they need leadership. So the Antichrist will come. It'll, he'll seem like the one that will have all the answers. So they're looking to this man, but it's going to be a pseudo-peace. This guy is, 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 is wicked, is evil, but no one's going to know that. They're going to think he's a messiah. So check out this headline. Did you guys see this yet? Saying Ukraine, looking for a world leader to stand up. Fox News, looking for a world leader to stand up. That's heavy, guys. That's what we've been talking about. That's what most pastors, my friends, they're talking about. This is what's happening today. And it's on the, it's on, you know, the news, the mainstream media today. They are, they're looking for a world leader. This is perfect. Then you've got, do you guys see this? Biden signs a cryptocurrency ex- executive order looking to develop digital dollars and crack down on national security threats. So we've been talking about this through the book of Revelation, Revelation 13. They'll they'll take a mark on the right hand or their forehead to buy or sell. We will have a cashless society. So we see that taking place in in the news today. And then what do you have here? Saki says, not teaching five year olds about gender identity is a form of bullying. This is what happens when you take the Bible out of society. You take the Bible out of school. You take prayer out of school. You take the Bible out of the the society. And this is what we get because anything's right in people's eyes and they just don't know. They're confused. So we see that today and then, but Biden has the answers. He says he's requesting 2.6 billion with a B for Congress to fund global gender equity programs. And that's what happens again without Christ, without the Bible, but we know that things will happen like this in the last days. And then you've got this whole, we don't have time to get into all this. Maybe Tuesday we'll talk a little bit more about this. But it says the list of uh, the Ukrainian biolab documents reportedly removed from U.S. Embassy. I thought they didn't have a biolab. Oh, that's right. That was, that was a couple of weeks ago. They didn't have the biolab. But now they do have a biolab. But they're not for weapons. They're for experiments. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. Exactly. It's like, really? It's like, guys, listen, you can't check. The fact checks again. I've said this before. It's like, who do you go to? I've said this before, but this is my fact check right here. That's it. We just look to the Bible. Because deception will increase, lying and deception, lawlessness will increase. And we're, we're in the midst of all this taking place right now. And then you've got this. You guys see this? Iran. Iran, the ones that we're negotiating with right now, the ones that we want to buy oil from, the ones that we want to do a deal with still after this, Iran hits U.S. consulate site in Erbil, uh, Iraq, with a dozen ballistic missiles. After this, they're still talking. They still want to make a deal with these guys. You can't make this stuff up. But let's, 
and this one with this. This is great news. Pro-life movement gets big win. Texas Supreme Court rules against abortion providers. So this is huge. This ends... Because of this bill, thousands of babies are being saved. So thank you, Lord, for what they're doing. Let's go back into our text. So we have the book of life. Now we have the water of life. He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. I don't think we can fully understand what this means. You have this pure river, meaning there's no impurities. The water we have, there's impurities, not this water. It'll be clear as crystal, and it's it's going to come from the throne of God. It's going to somehow proceed from the throne of God. It's going to come from the throne of the Lamb. And so this water to refresh. And just if you think through this, the best we know here on this earth, we, we need water to sustain life, right? And so somehow this water is going to s- sustain us and it's going to be refreshing and all. Again, I don't, I don't think we can figure out, you know, we can probably can't even put words to what this is really like. I believe it could be uh, spiritual even, because the Bible refers to living waters as the Holy Spirit, possibly because you've got the throne of the Father, the throne of the Son, and then you've got the Holy Spirit coming forth out from the throne, possibly. You're speculating. We don't know. We can't survive without water. They say three to five days without water, you won't survive. 60 to 70% of our body is made up of water. The earth is covered with approximately 70% of water. But this water is different. This is water of life. It brings life. So we're going to partake of this. And I, again, we're going to have glorified bodies, but we're going to partake of this water. And just for, I just, you know, my brain, I was thinking of, you know, water, and I just typed in the most expensive water in the world. And then I, I, I was totally shocked, so I thought I'd share this. So for 2000, uh, this year, 2020, so you can go to Japan and get a, a bottle of water. It's... Uh, this Philico uh, jewelry water for just $1,390 a liter. That's one bottle. Or this one from Germany, $1,180. Is this crazy? Then you got out of California, you got Bling H2O, which uh, has a fancy bottle, so you can pay $200 and $219. So just crazy. So this is just a list. But then I wanted to see like the most expensive water in the world. So uh, I came up Beverly Hills 90H2O Diamond (laughs) Edition. Is that crazy? Just $100,000. But they say it's a pretty good deal because you get one year supply of water. So if you buy this and it's, and so the cap has like diamonds and all that kind of stuff. So that wasn't the winner because that gives you a year supply of water. But this one for $99,000, you get just one single bottle of water because it's 24 karat gold. It's just crazy. Just that... And literally, 1.1 billion people on the earth lack access to safe water. And we need it for life. But yet people market it this way. This crystal, clear as crystal water, this river that we'll be partaking of. I think about during the millennial kingdom. We're we're told in the millennial kingdom, uh, Zechariah 14, that when Jesus comes back for the millennial kingdom, the second coming, He's going to put his foot upon the Mount of Olives. The the mountain will split. 
One half will go to the south, one half will go to the north. And then water will proceed from Jerusalem, from the temple, the new temple. Water's gonna proceed down. And as the water proceeds down, half of it's gonna go to the Mediterranean Sea, half of it's gonna go to the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea will no longer be dead, it'll come alive. And we're told in scripture, Ezekiel tells us that Ezekiel 47, 9, and it shall be that every living thing that moves, whatever the, wherever the, the river goes will, can we say that together? Will live. I mean, if, for example, there might be like a dead ant there laying on the ground and the water touches, we go, she's going to just come alive. Everything this water touches will bring life to it. There will be a very great uh, multitude of fish because these waters because these waters go there and they will be healed, healed and everything will, can we say that again, together please? Everything will live wherever the river goes. This is the millennial kingdom. And I believe this is like a foretaste of the one that we'll experience up in heaven. This is living water. Life-giving water will proceed from the throne of God. For application, I, I just want to say, do we, do we realize that God provides living waters for us? And the scripture talks about living waters, and it's referring to the Holy Spirit, that when the Holy Spirit enters us, it brings life to the deadness that's in our lives? Because of sin, there's deadness. Ephesians tells us, in Paul, writing to the church in Ephesus, says that you he made alive who were once what? Dead in trespasses and sins. He, so this, this water, this Holy Spirit, when he enters our lives, he, he changes, he brings life to deadness. And wherever we go, the Bible wants to use us, that, the, that God's Spirit is working through our lives, it's touching other people's lives. And I pray we know that, that the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit lives in us. And God came, Jesus, God the Son came to seek and to save those who were lost, and he wants to flow out of our lives. He wants people to see that, that we have a spiritual need. And, and so many people, that they have this spiritual need, but they're trying to fill it with, with physical things or emotional things. And guess what? They're going to come up empty. When I was working in Michigan, in Westland, we had a project, changed out all the water meters, and there was a Greek restaurant there that I, I loved so much, I went there literally every day. And it's, I think the project was two years. So just about every, every day for two years, I went to this place. And so I was eating lunch one day, and there's a new waitress, and she comes up to me. And I, I had my Bible there because I was a, a youth minister at the time. So I'm just studying, preparing. And she literally comes up, and she's got the silverware, and she looks at it, and she like backed up. She goes, why are you reading that? <laughs> and I go, what? And I'm like, the, like the Bible. She's like, like, she's like afraid of it. And I was like, I said, the Bible? She goes, yeah. She goes, why would you read that? I says, because I love it. It's actually good. And she goes, really? And I go, yeah, it, it really is. And so she went to the back and she you know, gave her my order. And when she brought my order back, she put my plate there down. And next to my plate, there was a note. And I read the note. She says, I'm an addict. I'm a drug addict. Can you help me? And I didn't want to get her in any trouble. I knew she just started working this place. So I just wrote her a note back. I says, no, I cannot help you, but I know someone that can. His name is Jesus. <laughs> and I simply wrote out how to accept Christ as your Savior. And I gave her the note back. And so I ministered to her for months and just poured into her. And she had questions, the Bible, and just spent time ministering to this young lady. 
And here, the Holy Spirit just moving. Sometimes we don't even realize when the Holy Spirit's just moving in people's lives. He's, he's working through us, and sometimes we'll never even know. But understand the fact, if you're a blood-bought saint to the living God, his Holy Spirit lives in us, and he wants to flow out of our lives. He wants to change people that are dead because all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. Everybody does. And they need hope, and it only can be filled. That spiritual need they have can only be filled with Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue, in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.